guys and girls, and welcome to episode 183 of the F-Reality Podcast. We've got some hot and fresh VR news to share with you all this week. We discuss the upcoming next-gen PSVR 2 controllers. Hints to VR support is found in the Xbox Series S and Series X operating system. Valve have filed patents to make the Valve Index wireless. And Nathie and I give you our hands-on impressions of the new Vive facial tracker and 3.0 trackers from HTC. To round up the show, Zim has got some new releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight of the week. Also, let us know what you played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up, something you didn't know about this guy is that he's a pro rigs player on PSVR. That's because he's the only rigs player on PSVR. <laughs> it's our favorite Friesian. It's of course, Nathy. How you doing? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I saw yeah. you tweeting about Riggs. Yeah, this week. true, true. Yeah, I tweeted about it. Uh, yeah. So, so Riggs was this uh, uh, like esports vibe uh, mech simulator game, and where you were, you know, controlling a mech online multiplayer on the mm -hmm. PlayStation VR. Came out in 2016. Was made by Guerrilla uh, Cambridge, yep. um, and never really took off. It was also intense to play. It was, you know, very uh, intense for the, to play. It was a fantastic game, though. True. It was yeah. brilliant. True. Do, do you think you would still the, have the same the problems stomach, today? Right? That intensity, you mean like not, not, not so happy for the tummy? Yeah, you were yeah, like was... jumping around, you were walking on the walls, uh, were doing everything that people weren't ready for in 2016. <laughs> do you think people would be ready for it now, if it launched now? Well, we learned a lot more in terms of like mechanics and stuff, and there were no you know, comfort settings that were as advanced as they are now. I so thought, yeah, yeah. They had those blinders. Right? Yeah, the that blinders. Could, like get on, but they were like mm. integrated into the game, which I thought was really, really neatly done. Uh, yeah. 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 And it had a single player too, where you had to uh, beat people on the rankings and then, you know, become mm. the, the king of the arena. Um, but um, I tweeted about it because I wanted to see it come back uh, on, okay. on any, any possible platform. Because yeah. it's it's still a good looking game. It's also mm -hmm. a well made game. It's just uh, yeah, it needs looking. to be redesigned for the audience now because n nothing has really changed. People are still you know yeah. very. So, uh, yeah. so you want it as a launch title on PSVR two? Nah, I mean <laughs> I, that's maybe a bit too much, but uh, okay. Who knows? Who knows? It could be fun too. No, but uh, it's just like some games are just sitting there in this time mm. capsule, and everyone forgot about them. They're still kind of, yeah. you know? Well, that's the thing. Like, we, we talked about this recently, right? Where, you know, so many people have jumped into VR with the Quest or Quest 2, and they don't realize that there were some really epic games released years ago, like Batman yeah. Arkham VR, for example. Um, and, and like, what was the other one uh, by Twisted Pixel? Uh, Wilson's oh, uh, Heart. Wilson's Heart. You know, yeah. game, games like that, they didn't even know that Resident Evil 7 was in VR. You know, a lot well, of people I, missed out on a lot of those classic games. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have also not played Lone Echo. True. Yeah, yeah another I've never classic. heard of it. You know. Yeah, good point. Uh, so yeah, good point. So there are definitely some games that could be uh, revived. Um, Agreed. And, uh, yeah, I think Rix is one of them. Although, yeah, it has to be really redesigned from the bottom up. To you know. Um, yeah. yeah I, I think a Mac game would be a welcome addition to the to like the PC, PSVR kind of yeah. array mm -hmm. of games. Um, have a Mac game yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah, I know Zim yeah. would be uh, happy if Vox came to PSVR. I want, I want Vox on every platform possibly. You know, mm. it's it just it belongs in everyone's hands. The game is, in my view, essentially a perfect multiplayer mech game. 
and it is gorgeous and they just everything just works great and the only thing that's missing is a player base that's it and um i think it deserves it, it the trouble is like what nathan was saying with rigs it was essentially a 2018 title and mm. it it landed and people enjoyed it and then a thousand other vr games came along and it just got forgotten about and like what you said there's so much in the back catalog right now um, you know, we were talking about reviving. I'll bet you there's loads of people who don't even know that there's an application called Revive, you know, and what that That's does. True. So yeah. there's so much back catalog here. If you're just getting into VR, you, you like look at the storefront and you're like, oh, this is all there is to offer. No way, Jose, look backwards. There's a hell of a lot of stuff there, especially if you get onto PC gaming or, you know, the App Lab stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Tons of stuff there. Well, I mean, we learned that some games just launch at the wrong moment. You know, we have Solaris that is still a great game. There's nothing wrong with it. It just didn't launch at the right moment, didn't have certain features. Uh, uh, Space Junkies as well, you know. Uh, awesome title. Really fun. If you would relaunch it and you would yeah. change some of the things. And as I back then said, make it free to play and then do some cosmetics. Yeah, there are so many games that just launch at the wrong moment. Like it's it's it just shows that in the VR scene you need to be very careful when you launch your game. You can only do it once, and then otherwise it's over. You know, imagine yeah. putting so much money into that for two three years, and then you launch it at the wrong moment. It's it's just. Pfft. Well, you made the great point at Christmas about you know Medal of Honor's multiplayer. Like that that yeah. that game unfortunately sunk yeah. like a sunk like Titanic, and um, that multiplayer mm-hmm. is so well done. Yeah. It just, it's overkill multiplayer, like the 12 different levels with like excellent designs, gunplay, gorgeous sound and visuals, and yeah. nobody played and, and, and that's a few months ago. People already forgot about it now as we yeah. speak. So it's, <laughs> and it's the newest, like, multi, it's like one of the newest multiplayer titles you can play made by a AAA company and no one plays it because it's yeah. just, you know, you don't launch it at the right moment. You, you give it, you, you don't put a special prize on it separately. Yeah, I know it's a shame, but uh, maybe when, you know, VR uh, becomes more mainstream uh, because companies do want to make easy money. We have seen Bethesda, they just yeah. did some some quick parts of their games and they made huge money. So why not just revive it and relaunch it yeah. and just uh, try Rigs again? Remastered, right? Rigs remastered. Rigs remaster remastered. all the old. Remaster yeah. all the old games. But the, so. but the studio was shut down, so I don't yeah, think true. that. Uh, you, that we'll ever see another rigs unless you know, someone manages to buy that that intellectual property. Or no, something. but it's funny. Some people say, "Oh, I wish a guerrilla would make a VR game." Well, they already made a VR game once. So <laughs> I mean, it's just you know you wouldn't not know if you don't look back. Um, yeah. So one uh, quick thing that I wanna wanna no two things actually. So I bought okay. a PlayStation uh, Five. Congratulations! Because, uh, thank yeah. you, thank you. That's Digital one, feast. as I said. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the reason why is because I see the news getting hotter, so I had to buy it. Now I'm like, I need to do it. Um, I had to sell some kidneys as well. Uh, less than Mike, definitely less. Uh, the price has already some dropped. Of them. How, but it's, how many do you have? Do you have a freezer full somewhere? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> illegal ones. Um, but um, yeah, it was still expensive, but but less expensive than when Mike bought it for sure. So if yeah. you want to get one, um, it's it's not so bad, but it's still- I got one at retail price though. Oh, you actually yeah. was it was yeah. able to? He, he yeah, bagged day one, right? You, wow! You, I thought you yeah. bought it from someone else for a crazy. No, no, no! I, I was just lucky on Amazon. I just oh, hit wow. F five for about three hours and was nice. just very lucky. Nice. Yeah. That, that's so lucky. That feels so good when you get it and and the website isn't just crashing. Like, <laughs> there's been yeah. so many VR headset launches where it's like the web the white website just goes white and you're like, 
did my PayPal go through? <laughs> it, and then it was you so have painful. some problem and you swap it for a credit card and like, did I just triple charge myself? Is that is that what I just got into? Yeah. It's worth but it I did I did have like an issue recently. I bought some new night trainers this this was it yesterday or the day before? And I was on the website at the launch time, had it all set up, good to go, press buy, pending. Didn't get in there. Everything yeah, was sold out. Classic. I had to buy, I'm going to translate. Yeah, Nike trainers means for the that. American audience, a Nike trainer is a Nike Nike trainer. Shoe, Nike, right? Nike but, but you, you do yeah. know that you can buy like specific IP addresses that are specifically done for buying sneakers. So that, that, I what? mean, there's there's huge bots that are just like buying up all of the stock specifically yeah. with IP Plus, addresses. Screw those people. Plus, but I, I had to buy wow. I had to buy one from a scalper in the yeah, end on well, eBay. So I'm 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 part of the problem, unfortunately. Hey, yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, what did you what did you play yeah, this week? Okay. Did you play anything good? Yeah. So I I didn't play that much, but I do want to uh, highlight one thing that I found very interesting is that so on the uh, Oculus uh, platform on the Oculus Quest platform you have an application called called uh, Immersed. It's oh, right. a, well, pretty much a, a VR office application. So you can yeah. put your office in. It's like virtual desktop, but then uh, where you can, yeah, like glue and, and uh, spatial, etc. And you can um, jump in there with your colleagues and uh, work on stuff uh, together. You can uh, put all your screens in there. You can also add virtual ones that don't exist. Um, it's it's a nice app. Uh, it isn't free. You have a six or seven days trial, and then you have to pay for it for certain features. It, it's still free, but um, of course they take away some of the well with virtual desktop, for example. Even that it's not online, you just pay one price down. So I'm not sure if they offer the best package here compared to other ones. But there are like tons of those apps on the store, man. It's insane. Um, but they have one thing that I found cool and that I want for the future. And that is that you can bring your mobile phone into this app as well. Um, it's it's not as easy. Oh, I just connect my phone to my Quest. No, you still have to use a computer. So I found it, you know, if we get to the point where you don't need a computer at all, you can just bring mm. your phone in there. That's where we're really going mm. to, uh, you know, yeah. shine. Um, but, but still, you know, that it works and it shows that it's working is awesome. So I could just... Um, use my controllers to scroll through my phone, make it bigger or smaller. I could also use hand tracking to swipe through it. So everything works. Uh, it's it's really nice. But imagine being able to do this in every game. I mean, I'm usually someone who plays Population 1, and then in between matches, I'm always on my phone. So I just put my headset up oh, and just like scrolling. Oh, that's what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I see. yeah, that's why you always see me sitting yeah. in a corner. Uh, with my Yeah, yeah. Uh, that way it takes you two minutes after a match. It's just <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it would be nice to be able to to multitask and just have it in there uh, and just make personally, it I up. don't want my phone anywhere near my VR headset. I'm I'm like okay. one of those people that when I jump yeah. into VR, I don't get distracted by anything because like when I'm playing Call of Duty on my play, PlayStation Five or whatever, you know, I'm getting notifications on my phone. I'm like being distracted, like the dogs jumping up on me. Like you know, okay. it's just like I don't want that business. So like that's yeah, but why. The thing I is, the thing is, like sometimes you like someone texts you to play a VR game and you wouldn't know if you're in VR. So you constantly yeah. have to if take it have, off if, and then. If you have Messenger. Oh yeah, Messenger, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, don't even start that. Back at all, Mike. Jesus. Uh, okay. then, I want to ask you guys a question. I never got to play with it, but when the Vive arrived, the first HTC Vive arrived, that whole mechanism where you could get notified, uh, cool. you know, through the Steam platform for your mobile phone messages or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Did that work for Europeans, or was that only an American deal? Did I you guys never, play with that? Did, did anybody use it? No, I've never tried it. Um, there was last year uh, a developer who made something also for Steam VR where you could bring your phone in there. 
but not like yeah. like I just uh, told you where it's like almost team viewing your phone. So it was only there's, calls. There's one on App Lab as well that I just saw last week. Okay. Uh, came in. I forget the name of it. It's something like Your Phone in VR. Something sim- some simple name like that. I haven't tried it yet. But <laughs> your Phone in VR is that the name? That's an it's something name. close to that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Chad will catch me up. But um, I saw it this week yeah. and I was like, what is that? I want to try that out. But it always interested. It was always really intriguing when like a company on their platform brings in something that helps you out with communication and staying in touch with real life or whatever because if your wife's trying to give you a message or something like that something important happening outside of your bubble but like mike i'm i'm one who generally like leave me in my bubble don't touch my bubble you know i'm, I'm in my bubble yeah, yeah. absolutely but bubble, that bubble, is bubble. what is it immersed immersed, yeah. immersed. so if okay, you want cool. a glimpse of, of what that looks like and how that works it's free for at least six or seven days. Yeah. What, why? Why that one? Why? Why immersed? Like why? Like glue yeah, for me know. was pretty, but like why, why did you go for that? Like well, because they just... they they said like you can bring your phone in there, and I just wanted to try it. So it, oh. the other apps don't offer that. So I I was more interested in that becoming a thing maybe in the future. Yeah. Then, then the Nathan, app, yeah, the app itself was kind of the same as the other apps I've I've tried. So Nathan yeah. wants to get an achievement for breaking the the screen time record on his phone. <laughs> he can't even. He has to bring it into VR now as well. You know, yeah. can't be w- without it. No. Fair enough. Okay. Well, this next guy, he's bought a one way ticket to a space station called Cosmodread in space. You will definitely hear this guy scream. <laughs> it's VR streamer. It's Zimtok Five. How you doing? Zim reporting in. Good. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to Cosmodread. Um, mm. For those who don't know, I played probably about 200 hours of Dread Halls in my time. So <laughs> Dread Halls and me have a very Jeez. special relationship. Uh, some call it Drool Halls, but I'm not going to get into that right now. And um, <laughs> in terms of in, in terms of Cosmodread, that's that's launching later this week. I'll, I'll cover that later on in releases, sure. so I won't go into too much detail here. Uh, but I had a good week. I had a good week. I've I've been as I mentioned, App Lab. App Lab because it had this cornucopia of indie stuff that landed. It attracted me, and I was like, okay, let's uh, let's just dive into this and you know pick some grapes. So I started with a game called Oceancraft. I mentioned this on on passing last mm-hmm. week, and it's it's an interesting premise. So you start off on a raft. That's got like four pallets. You can imagine just like a four wooden pallets drifting in the ocean. And there looks like what looks like, you know, plane wreckage in the water streaming towards you. And so you have to, as stuff is floating by, grab it before it's gone. So planks of wood, you know, a petrol canister for, for plastic for some reason, even though those things are generally made out of metal. Um, barrels that can contain nails and other things. Um, and it's multiplayer. So that was the coolest thing. So, like, my daughter and I just hopped in together, and we were playing this. Uh, it's about it's about a fiver. It's not free. Um, five pounds, that is, and that's probably about $7. But, like, it just kind of gripped me. And you can... It's a survival game. So you have a wrist watch that says, okay, here's your food and hunger and all of that. Um, but, like, it really reminded me of, like, almost a simple version of, like, Subnautica, because that's mm-hmm. another survival game with water element except for you're above the water this time, and you can actually build. So you can build a larger raft. You can even extend to a second story or a third story if you want. There's staircases you can build. You can build a water purifier so you can get, you know, clean drinking water. You can build gardens. You can build pumpkins, peppers. You can take, you can fish and then like pull the the fish onto this platform, chop them up like in one of the food VR games. Grill them. You can have a whole bunch of stuff grilling. Once it's got a grill marks, you pop it in. It gives you great health and all this kind of stuff. So as a multiplayer game, like it's just really fun. And then to top it all off, the most uh, the most rare thing in the game is duct tape. 
So I, I loved hunting duct tape. And when I say hunting duct tape, I mean there's like an animal, uh, what's that? Uh, not animal simulator, what's it called? Animal uh, crossing type <laughs> balloon that flies across the sky real slow like, real slow like. And the bigger your craft, your raft is, that you've made it bigger and bigger and bigger, like less stuff shows up. So there's this rare balloon that comes every so often. And you're, and like my daughter's screaming, or I'm screaming at her and we're like, get the fucking balloon, like line up. And then you have to basically with a slingshot that you've manufactured, shoot the balloon, it drops into the water, but it's this teeny tiny little bento box package and you got to grab it. So you're like furiously grabbing for this thing. And uh, it's just, it's just loads of fun. So if you're looking for something to do with family or whatever, I mean, it's still like version 0.3. It's, it's definitely an alpha, but we've done like four hours in it. And so far it's just wow. like at that stage, it's like, okay, I think I've seen and done all the things there is to offer. Um, but it's still like a fun little party game. So that's okay. um, uh, that's that's called Ocean Craft, and that's so, available on App Lab. So someone in the nice. chat says that uh, yesterday you you got some strippers. I got <laughs> yes, I did. Um, this is so this is uh, this is just this is a funny thing. Not real strippers, not oh. the strippers that you want, oh. uh, but the, maybe the strippers that a hungry gamer wants. The chicken strippers from Domino's, because I have a thing on my stream where people can treat stream, which means. Uh, a third party owns or holds my address info, so it's kind of safe in their hands. Uh, someone who's watching who wants to feed me live on stream pays them. Delivery comes to the front door, and one of the combos we have has chicken strippers or strippers, cookies, chocolate chip cookies, and a, a pint of ice cream. So getting that from your from your audience, let me tell you, lads, that is the wow. absolute pinnacle of being a streamer, right? That is it, it, would, it would be awesome if your stream could buy like actual strippers for you. That'd that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Maybe, maybe we can sort that one out. I'll, I'll call three stream. Hey guys. Three, three streamers <laughs> needs to get on their game. Like, you know, that's that's a hole in the market right there. Yeah, and, and, this, and this is why we want like a full RGB see-through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I got to tell you, though, when that happens, it is the most paranoid you will ever find me because I'm here like because, as I said, I'm in my bubble. Right. And I'm, I'm usually wearing closed back headphones and, you know, chats blaring in my ears and stuff. If my wife and kids are in bed, I have to check every three minutes to make sure that I'm not the like stripper is fine. Not, the stripper not sitting outside, you know, and going, cold. going cold or something yeah. like that. But Don't want cold strippers. That's for not sure. Not at all. And on this, I'm going to just dovetail into one other small highlight of my week and achievement sure. unlocked that I have to mention, uh, which is that finally I've got I got my my mother in VR and she's wow. like she's super anti gamer kind of thing. But we did, of course, walk about mini golf. Have to take her into a classic Amazing. title. Walkabout's amazing. And there's actually a new space level. So oh, check that out. out is it out? It's out. You can play it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. my God. <laughs> I knew Nathan would get excited at that. But it's like, <laughs> if there's if there's like a boss and a mega boss, like mom being in VR would be like ultra boss. She got a little nauseous after half an hour of the teleporting around uh, the little pirate island and walkabout. Uh, but she wants to go back for more, which is that's just incredible. So that is yeah. a huge, that's amazing. And the, the reason I care about it is because it's like, Getting, you know, the grandmother to interact with granddaughter, especially right now when we can't go visit Ireland or whatever, is a big yeah. deal for me. So the fact that she's kind of opened to that and that VR has been convincing enough, like, yeah, anyway, try VR on people who even maybe don't want it. Uh, see if you can convince them just to give it a go. Uh, you might get your people a little bit closer. So nice. That's I love that you're having message. like father daughter time, like Bear grill style in virtual reality. That's amazing. And getting your, your mum in as well. That's awesome. That's been great. So, next up, this guy likes to drink maple syrup and eat beaver tails for breakfast. 
He's our resident Canadian VR gamer, looking very sort of like broody today. Looks like a frontman of a boy band, the one and only Rowdy VR. How you doing? Yeah, a boy band, Mike. Yeah, is, is, that, is that serious? Okay, that was exactly the look that I was going for. Yeah, nice. Thank you for that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine actually. Um, the, the highlight of my week is, um, I mean, it's not particularly uh, VR related, but um, I mean, it made me think a little bit. Since since the lockdown, I've been, you know, getting more into into music again, and I, I was and still am uh, a huge fan uh, from uh, Alice in Chains, as uh, some of you might know, in particular mm-hmm. of uh, of their lead singer Lane Staley, and um, his Remembrance Day is actually coming up uh, fairly soon. He he died unfortunately on the on the 5th of April in 2002, the same date only a couple of years later than Kurt Cobain did. Um, he's probably one of the, I think, the greatest vocalists ever ever been around, in my opinion. And uh, he's done this, um, together with the band Dallas and Chains, he's done this MTV Unplugged show, which became very, very famous and was really well done. It's still one of my favorite performances on MTV Unplugged. And I was kind of like thinking, like, it's it's been a shame that we haven't seen more of the emphasis on like these kind of things during the lockdown, implementing that in VR. Because I think what, what MTV Unplugged did really well was, you know, creating that more like isolated environment. They still had an audience, although that wasn't really the emphasis for these for these kind of thing, for these kind of uh, performances. But they had a really nice kind of setup. And I think that I find it strange that we haven't seen more of that coming through with this lockdown. Of course, I know that in Belgium, actually, they did do a, 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 an entire music show here with um, uh, where they did like, you know, 10 hours of live music, of course, with no audience, but it did a lot of camera scenes. But it's, I find it strange that we still haven't seen more of that, you know, going to the virtual reality scene. We have that in the US with those kind of like, you know, performances sometimes. We haven't seen anything really in Europe. And it's a bit regretting. I'm a, I don't know. I'm a bit regretting that because I, I do miss festivals, you know, like going mm-hmm. to music performances oh, okay. in these past couple of months. It's been it's been kind of rough, but uh, it's been it's been, you know, I, I think a little bit of a missed opportunity that, that we don't see more of these kind of companies pop up and trying to do something unique with. Uh, I mean, we've seen some, but not really a lot. Um, I think the problem so, yeah. is like the capture is, is technically quite challenging, you know, and I think that's For the sure. problem. And especially like we didn't know how long this was going to play out. So whether they wanted to invest early on in that technology and learn the skills mm. and get people, production mm. people on board and do that safely, you know, it's very challenging. I think maybe I now think- that we're into it a lot deeper, I think they probably are thinking maybe we should leverage uh, newer, you know, these different technologies to, to get our name out there and keep and doing we, like gigs to, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And we've seen it to a certain extent with, with Zoom already, you know, like, of course, not everyone has a VR headset and it's kind of hard to like, you know, convince a producer to spend a lot of money into like making something VR compatible if you know that not everyone has access to that. But mm. with Zoom, we saw that there was actually quite a few like, you know, live concerts being done through Zoom, which I think is a really unique concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. But may- maybe not on such a such a big scale, but maybe more for like, you know, individual musicians or something like that that could use a platform to like maybe reach a new audience using these kind of platforms. I think that would be that would be welcome. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't I, say I it's like one of the barriers that I see for but... it, Rowdy, is um, so like I was I, I had my best music VR experience earlier this year, like mid uh, mid mid COVID and all lockdown and stuff, which was major laser put on. A thing in, in venues that you could you could go and yeah. see it and there were other venues characters like hopping and really enjoying it mm-hmm. but i'd say it was about a tenth of the audience who was kind of into it 
And there is definitely like a social awkwardness there. Um, when, when you can't pick up the faces, and this is probably gonna integrate really well with our topic later, but when you can't pick up like the human side of mm-hmm. reactions and get see excitement off of someone else, and then you get excited and that kind of mm. amping off of each other. Because yeah. I, I tend to be the kind of guy who like, I'd be, I'd be happy to jump on a table and just, you know, <laughs> I know Nathie does this more than I do, but, uh, you know, just, just actually kind of get into music and kind of get into that vibe or whatever. And I don't mind doing it, even if people around me aren't really vibing, because uh, the music is kind of what matters to me. But it's still right now, there are definitely like breaks in that what i mean is like there's a there's a lack of momentum in yeah. those places that mm. because of the medium so mike's point about capture totally agree about that it's so complicated uh, and the mm. technology isn't cheap to capture either then you've got silly sure. things like internet connectivity and that stream breaking down um you know throttling in terms of the bandwidth so i agree with that but for me the social barrier has been the one that's been most pronounced mm. and i would just repeat it that I went to something in South by Southwest this this week, which was the theater experience. And it was the same mm. thing where it's like the actual production, the acting and all that really solid. But the social side of it, when it comes to interacting with other humans, it's a bit like those those awkward pauses in conversation, you know, and the same thing that I think that this year a lot of people learned about with Zoom, like you mentioned. It's like um, one of those things that just becomes well, kind of awkward. How do we get integrated past into that awkward? Plus, you know? plus, like yeah. the like for some venues, that's not the festival uh, audience in there. <laughs> that's just like people who bought a quest and are in there because they're in. But not everyone is going to festivals usually. So that yeah. that audience that usually goes yeah. to festivals has maybe not even discovered VR yet. Mm-hmm. So when those people are also partying in real and then also in VR. Then that's a different kind of people, and those people they don't care about who you are, how you dance, whatever. Let's just fucking party together, you know. But so all, all it would thing- take is is someone like Glastonbury, for example, mm. to say, right, we, we we've got yeah. a lineup. It's all going to be streamed in VR. The ticket price is you know whatever it is, like twenty bucks, yeah. but you got to buy a headset. Well, that's pretty much the price of Glastonbury tickets anyway, like the price yeah, of a headset 20. and and twenty bucks yeah, for an app. That's a good one. So so people, I think that that crave that might enjoy something like that. But again, it's still very early days for, for I mean, something like that to take off. Very risky. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. With that. And, the, and the thing with it is, like for me, like music has always been a very like immersive experience. I've done music myself for for the majority of my life, actually. So. Like music in itself is a, is a very immersive experience, and for me, it like it's a it's a logical step to get into that next into the next phase because I, I know VR and I know music, and like I find those two matching very very well, um, and I would just welcome something more into that kind of line uh, yeah. as well. That's the only nice. thing I want. It's to it's up. like I, I think Rowdy is right. I mean, they they have been experimenting with it, but we haven't really seen something big actually getting rolled out where we can mm. buy a ticket and just go. Yeah. yeah. But there's there's technical limiters as well, and I'd forgotten about that when I was making my points. Like you probably most in most apps right now, like forty people, sixty people. Yeah, like you don't that, that have hasn't been a crowd uh, <laughs> generally. I mean, well, you would what's have the to biggest crowd it. that you guys have? Yeah, the, and the fake thing doesn't work. The the instant sync. Do you remember? Um, I don't know if you guys went to the Bill Nye thing with me, but that was like oh, that was like in alt space. It it was kind of embarrassing. It's just like it it's you know either either it's faked characters, so it's like a fake crowd, yeah, and only the people fake, around yeah. you. Yeah, it, it just doesn't work. Well, they, so. they have to they have to mirror it. I, I think VR chat is one of the largest, but then like as well, your whole headset becomes like a two frame per second uh, thing, you know. So I don't know <laughs> if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'd definitely be up for more music events yeah. in VR. But yeah. I, I think, think the ones in VR chat were pretty cool. Uh, you know, even that. Yeah. yeah, sometimes they're also a little bit awkward in the but social again, side. But it, it, it's limited. You want to you want to have that, like yeah. Zim said, the sense real. of being in a crowd and and bouncing off each it, other. It, it needs to be actually. Real, you yeah. make a good point, Nathy. The best club experience I've had was in VR chat because mm. some of the like <laughs> chill out clubs where you only yeah, they're quite dark. Awesome. The music is there, but like you're just hanging out with VR chat users and they've got all their fun avatars or whatever. It can actually you can actually get to that vibe. You can get to that kind of chill out vibe, and it's it's different from like a music festival vibe, which yeah, full, like Rabbi, full body tracking. God damn, that's, I what, that's what you need. Well, you, I, see, Mike Dez with full body tracking. I'm in, man. I'm in. We're going to be talking more about that later on. Um, so uh, that's our highlights of the week. I don't really have one as such. Neos is one, but we're going to be talking about that as part of our discussion with the Vive facial tracker later on. But what about the chat? What have they been up to? Yeah. Anything interesting from them? Yeah, so we have uh, Elnar VR who has been playing uh, 1976 Back to Midway, uh, the mm. demo. Um, so that, that's pretty awesome. So there is a demo out there. Um, there is on Oculus App Lab. App Lab. And then we have uh, Ben Matthew who has been playing Gorilla Attack, Warplanes, Path of the Warrior, and uh, yeah, that's about it. He played with two people. Yeah, you can play Path of the Warrior with two people. Co-op, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's way more fun. What kind of game is Path of uh, the Warrior? Beat him up. Brawler, the, yeah. The punching oh, okay. It's like Streets of Rage. Oh, that person. one, I remember it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those exams where a game just launches and half the people have never played it by now. Um, don't, don't play with your mom. That's a violent game. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> yeah, Beat people brilliant. in the face. I love that one. <laughs> Then we have Angry Tribble, who has been uh, jumping into uh, the museum of other reality realities. Uh, it was free uh, this week, still I is, think. I think, yeah. Um, still is free, yeah. And next week yeah. as well, for I two weeks. So, yeah. Worth yeah. checking out. It really feels like a museum. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, that that's not... <laughs> imagine if it wouldn't be feeling like a museum. It would be trippy. Um, then we have uh, Michael Lee, who has been uh, playing Ancient Dungeon. Uh, mm, he says nice it's uh, a lot of fun to jump into. Just... You know, random fun. Um, nice. And last but not least, PD, who has been playing the Bioshock mod, but we will be talking about that later too. So yeah, a lot of App Lab content. Yes, mm, nice loads. Nice loads. App Labs getting some love. Mm -hmm. um, so let's jump straight into the news then. We've got some juicy stuff, starting with uh, PlayStation. This week, in a surprise announcement, PlayStation unveiled their next generation PlayStation VR controllers. And as we know from the previous announcement from PlayStation, a new PSVR is indeed in the works, although it will likely release sometime next year. And as we know already, it's going to be compatible with the new PS5 console. We still haven't seen the headset itself, but we did get a look at the new controller design, which does hint to some other interesting features about the headset. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to list some of the features that they've advertised in the blog, and then you can give me your thoughts on each one of these kind of features, and we can discuss them individually. So starting with one of the most interesting ones uh, is adaptive triggers. So each controller will include an adaptive trigger that adds palpable tension when pressed, similar to what's found in the DualSense controller. So I, I don't know if you guys have played around with the DualSense, or am, am I the only one? Uh, the new one, the PS5 DualSense. Yeah, PS5 controller. Yeah. No, I haven't yeah. felt it. I've, I've just seen all those videos, so I've, I've felt it with my eyes. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so, so to give you an example, especially for those of you that haven't seen this technology in action, in games like Call of Duty, for example, when you pull up your gun uh, to, to your sights, you'll feel the tension in the trigger. Uh, and then when you pull the trigger button to, to fire it off, it will kind of bounce off and kind of give you that rumble feedback on your finger it sounds some. It sounds like something that you'd be like, eh, it's kind of like gimmicky. Mm. But when you try it, you're like, holy crap, I want this in like every single controller that I own. It really is that good. 
And certainly when I picked up the DualSense for the first time and we kind of had rumblings that, you know, PlayStation will bring out another VR headset in the future, I was like, we need this on the next gen PSVR. So the fact that they've added this straight off the bat into the new PSVR 2 controllers, I'm beyond hyped for it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I... So that is the adaptive triggers. It's going to be that's next level. I, that's all I got to say. I, it's just um, tactile is a necessity mm-hmm. for next for next gen VR. Yeah. Um, Something so small like that can really make a big difference. You know, even like Zim said many times, a small amount of haptic feedback in VR goes a long way, right? Yeah. And, and- I, I think if you if you actually pay attention to the haptics that are in modern controls, right? Doesn't matter what system you have, if you pay attention to how many places the haptics kick in and give you that experience, that feel. If you then play with an experience where you don't have haptic feedback, it feels like dead in your hands. It, yep. Like it really feels like all you're doing is wiggling a stick and pressing some buttons. It, it's surprised how unalive that then feels. So this next grade of tactile for me is like ultra, this is probably the, the number one feature which excites me about PS VR 2. Well, yeah. the, the neat thing about it is it's just bringing in another sense into virtual reality, right? You have your, your eyes, you have your ears, and it's already gone into virtual reality. Now it's also bringing in, you know, more like the tactile kind of feedback. Next, we mm-hmm. we need smell, you know, get Schmel- that into smell VR as well. <laughs> yeah. And also there's rift, right, Sim? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, as well as adaptive triggers and getting that feedback, you also have haptic feedback in the controllers themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be optimized for the form factor that they've produced. Uh, and they say that it will make every sensation in the game world feel more impactful, textured, and nuanced. So that's going to be typical Rumble, I would imagine. I don't think it's going to be it's anything gonna be, crazy. Uh, Joy-Con uh, Ice Cube uh, stuff. Maybe, maybe. We don't know. <laughs> they haven't been too descriptive in what it can do, but that would be pretty next level if they could yeah. pull that off because the Joy-Cons I mean, do 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 something very special. I mean, honestly, if you if you look at of what you played so far in VR, um, I see a lot of developers not really using the haptic feedback in the controls that much. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there there's so much you can do with that. You know, like little little sensations can be you know really translate into very cool stuff. Yeah, I think with the adaptive triggers, I think that offers more creativity. Yeah, though. Yeah. So I think we'll see some interesting stuff there. Yeah, uh, you also have. Finger touch detection. The controller can detect your fingers without any pressing in the areas where you place your thumb, mm. index, or middle fingers. And this enables you to make more natural gestures with your hands during gameplay. Okay. Now, from the impression that I get from reading that, which is like verbatim from the blog, is that it's capacitive touch sensors, not yeah. necessarily the the tech that we saw previously in the prototype that we showed off on the show a while back. Yeah. that had full finger tracking. This sounds more like capacitive touch like we see in the Oculus Touch controllers. But you guys sense for a that? consumer product, that's what I would expect. They're kind okay. of coming up to par there with Oculus's controllers then. And on the yeah. other side, if you, I mean, having played with the Valve Index, it's not like I feel like it's a must. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. I think, you know, Oculus do that hand I thought, I thought it well. was going to be a must. I thought when, when the Valve Index was announced, like, this is going to be, like, we don't want to get rid of that. But now after playing a few, nah. Yeah. Nah. I think the problem is that there wasn't enough content that no. really leveraged that technology. You exactly. know, we had Half-Life Alex, we had the Hand Lab uh, demo that was made by Cloudhead Games, which was also pretty yeah. great. But there's not really many other experiences that really leverage no. that technology. No. It's, it's very much, I would call this an icing on the cake. In other words, once the cake of VR is ready, we mm-hmm. can layer on the icing. It's very similar, unfortunately, as an audio file. It's very unfortunate, but a lot of games don't take full use of full stage 3D spatial audio. And when you put that in there, 
it really makes it, right? And it's the same thing here. Like to, to be able to have, again, full finger tracking in VR, it's the icing on the cake. Like it's it's another final stage yeah. evolution, right? For your Pokemon. So that's what we True. want is, is, is just that last mile. But, but I think it'll come back. I just don't think now is the right time. It's very similar to what we were talking about with rigs. Like it's all, it's all about timing. And I think right now, we don't want icing, we want cake. Yeah, but, but yeah. the interesting part, if we talk about gestures and stuff, so we can do that with the Velvet Index now, we can do that with the Oculus uh, Touch controllers, you know, you can just do a thumbs up, stuff like that. But there haven't been many games where it's getting used. For example, in Lone Echo, if you uh, communicate with the characters, you can do a thumbs up and stuff, and they respond to that. Uh, at least mm -hmm. in Lone Echo 2. I don't know if it also was in Lone Echo 1. But when I played the demo, you could do a thumbs up, and they would respond to that. So you could just communicate with that. And I think you're like the Sony, only person that's ever played Lone Echo 2. That's true. Yeah, you're right. But that's an example of like what you can do with gestures than just they're there and no one really implements them in, in, into any yeah. game. And I think no, Sony, I do, I do agree. Sony will be able to turn a thumbs up into things that you just, that I don't even know yet what is going to... Three but, thumbs. Yeah, they're going to do something. Up. No, but they're going to do something cool with it. I don't know. Maybe you could create a puzzle game with gestures, for example. You could do that. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. But I, like the thing is, I think it's a huge pet peeve of mine uh, when it comes to VR implementation, like when you can't do whatever the peace sign or a thumbs up in any game, I feel like you've cut my fingers off. Like, mm. allow me to do the thumbs up, especially it's if not, it's social it's not, or multiplayer. It's not universal. It's not universal. Some games it's, where you try no, to squeeze your hands, it doesn't work. But yeah. yeah, but it's just what I'm saying is they have like uh, Oculus had the technology, Valve has certain technology, but no one really uses it in the games to their full potential. And I think with Sony. Yeah. They will do that. I'm almost sure they are going to do that. We have seen it with the well, freaking I mean, gamepad. I mean, it was just a gamepad, and then a few years later, we were playing Astrobot with it. Like, holy shit. That was awesome. The way they the, implemented the, the, the gamepad in course, Astrobot was amazing. The, the difference is, of course, that Sony has, and Oculus is starting to, it has a, a huge production company of making games, right? You know, Sony Productions, they make so many specific games also for VR. Well, and, so and they'll Sony, be able to use in-house... Yeah. Uh, develop software and hardware to produce those kind of and, and, and so and they the, can maximize the, the use of that. And, and the people who work at Sony are gamers. Well, Facebook originally isn't a gaming company. You know, it has to still grow in that kind of, uh, you know. That's why the thumb tracking is so good. That like button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Sure, man. Sure. <laughs> so uh, the, next, the next feature, which gives a hint as to what might be going on with the headset is that the VR controller is going to be tracked by the headset itself. Uh, mm. There's a tracking ring across the bottom of the controller and that runs across you, your hand. So it looks like it's got hidden infrared LEDs inside in it, out. a bit like the Oculus Touch. Yeah. So it suggests that we're going to have inside out oh. tracking with the headset as well because it's going to need to have cameras on it to track the controllers. So it would totally or, make or sense. Or do you have to, to uh, screw uh, light bulbs into it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's just hope that it doesn't have no, any out, outside tracking uh, cameras no, or any no business like that. Tracking. It's all outside, I, I was so, inside out. You know when that like first image <laughs> dropped and and they weren't showing like they weren't showing so much the front and I was like I bet you there's a, a glowing ball that you just screw into the coming. It comes with the package. I, I love how these look, though. I really do. I think they yeah. look really cool. They do look really well, nice. They do look really nice. So inside-out um, tracking looks like it's going to be on nice. the cards. That's very good. And also looking closely at the images, there is a USB-C charging port visible on one of the images. So it looks okay. like they're going to have an internal battery that you just plug in and charge the controllers. Cool. A bit like what we're familiar with with the moves. Uh, mm. And I think the other big feature is, of course, thumbsticks. This is the move 
from PlayStation from the move to finally have parity with what's going on in the rest of the industry with yeah. thumbsticks. And I think this is going to be great for us. It's going to be great for consumers. It's going to be great for developers. It's going to be great for everyone because especially from a developer's point of view, can you just imagine what it was like for them three years ago when you had Oculus Touch controllers, you had Vive Ones, you had uh, PlayStation Move controllers, all of them <laughs> significantly different in yeah. design from each other. Now we're starting to see all of these kind of controller designs unify yeah. and follow the same kind of pan. The, the button layout is pre pretty much identical yeah. on all these controllers. Yeah. So I think it's going to mean porting games across platforms, hopefully is going to be an easier process for these developers. They now made controllers that are for VR. Well, the moves were these ancient things that I don't know when they came out and they were able to resell them just for their VR system, but they weren't originally made to do VR. So now they finally got to create something with all the knowledge they have and all the experience they have to really create a controller that does gaming. And I think that's yeah. super exciting. The funny also thing about is, the, this um, looks... Go on, Raddy. About the, about the form factor, uh, I was talking with, with Anton, uh, from developer from um, uh, Hot Exhaustion and Hand Grenades, and he actually said that um, he was very interested in the controller design of it, because the way that the controllers are made now, when you bring your hands together, you know, when, you, when you're playing with the Oculus controllers, you often like bump them into together. Same with the Vive ones, you bump them together. But with this, because the loops go outward, you can actually bring your hands together mm. very closely, uh, be, almost touching each other without actually like bumping into each other which is actually a really good uh, a really good kind of concept design i mean leave it to sony right to make a to make a gaming yeah. controller that that really uh, is is what we want so i'm i'm very interested in seeing where this goes well i, yeah. I like like when you when you invent a controller it's important to to uh, think about okay what games are people going to be able to play with that right and then you create the controller well i've also seen people create the controller first and then think about what games you would be able to play on it. So here, I'm sure they have uh, come up with some new game designs we haven't seen before that are going to be able to be pulled off with these controllers. I think there is more than meets the eye that we just don't know yet. We had um, a tweet from Brandon uh, Latch actually talking about sort of developer response to these controllers. Uh, he's the man behind Boneworks, if you're not familiar. And he posted on Twitter after the announcement this week that they address everything that prevented us from supporting move controllers. Need to get our hands on to make the call. But just by looking at them, I'd say there is a 90% chance we'll support them. So that's a, that's a hint there that Boneworks may potentially end up on PSVR 2 as well in the future, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, or, nice. or they create something I, I, new. I mean, they're always yeah. like about trying new hardware and then build something on top of that. Yeah, like yeah. the the thing the thing for me is I think that Sony when they do a controller, like I remember seeing the aim controller and thinking that's really smart. Like you just saw the placement of the various, yeah. you know, the the buttons, the trackpad, the form factor, but also the kind of cleanliness of it. Like I like the hygiene of these controllers. They really look sleek. Like they'd be easy to clean. They're not, you know, not, they don't have funny ridges all over the place that's like grime's gonna stick in. But also, they're really, they're really Sony. They look super PlayStation. Like they, they really have this look of a patent I saw a couple of years ago where they had these kind of funny shaped controls when they were, uh, they were talking about the, the the Dual Shock, the new Dual Shock pad that would come out, and it had this funny like almost. Um, manta ray style to it mm -hmm. and this almost picks up from that and so I, I really like seeing it it looks sleek and someone was taking you know from the various pictures saying that they appear to be cut from like the a sphere uh, yeah. and that they're they're actually quite spherical and now why is that important a sphere is actually quite strong in plastic 
And so that means they will be more robust than if they weren't, because then you get these plastic stress points appearing within the build. So I like the look of it. It's really interesting. Rowdy, I'm glad you highlighted the point about um, about the controller shape and the fact that you've got the cutaway. It's funny now that the three companies are all playing the game of where do we put the ring? Uh, but this seems like a really inventive change. Um, it's great to have this news so early as well so that we can yeah. get excited about it. Yeah. Um, unlike Nathy, I'm definitely waiting. I'm waiting to, to until the very last minute to pick up a PS5 and a bundle because the yeah. bundles for PlayStation VR were insane. Like the fact that you could get like five or six games together with a console yeah. and PlayStation VR for a price that's 200 quid less than what it should I'm, have been. I'm just wondering I'm how much of a push are they going to make with this again? Like, you know, like with, with the PlayStation VR, they didn't need these insane bundles, but we're now a mm. couple of years further. And since I'm, the, the way that I see it now is that even though I just said in the beginning, you know, we, you know VR, we don't know what, what kind of future we, we're going to go with it. We keep it in, the, in our hind in our hindsight, but whatever. But now it like, I'm wondering, like, are they like really going to like push this as much as they did before? Like even more because, you know, the industry more. has changed. There so. is like they're, they're Already more because like the PS Plus stuff, you highlighted it when you were... Um, when you guys were covering releases that mm. they had like Farpoint, they had like, they're actually now all of a sudden, and it feels like they went quiet for at least six yes. months. Yeah. All of a sudden now they're like, ready yourself for the tidal wave. We've got yeah. plans. And, yeah, and they're making sure news well. is hitting us regularly, which makes me super excited because this is early. This is a year before they're going to launch. So they want yeah, noise. No, they they, they, they want to make they noise. They go way bigger. They go way bigger. I mean, way bigger. like I, I know I, I keep repeating myself with, with Iron Man, but Iron Man didn't come out in 2016. It came out last year. It's a freaking huge ass title. And, and the PlayStation VR one was already outdated. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that just shows that they're just willing to make and make games and that's what excites me the most it's not necessarily the hardware I'm, I'm sure they know what they're doing with that but the games man like i am just ready to actually play some legit <laughs> solid legit. games that are hours long that are just amazing just that just feel like games right yeah and i feel like that's that's something that i just don't get on steam and that's also something i don't get on my on, on the oculus platform that's something that only sony has been giving me on on a on a uh, let's say a, a regular base they were able mm -hmm. to pull it off non-stop so yeah. yeah i do i do totally agree you know like if we get resident evil 8 for example that would be a game changer another firewall game with a new aim controller would be a game changer a new astrobot you know the, these these are the things that will really make make it blow up uh, i mean I'm look sure at they're these gonna controllers well. we're gonna get spider-man like the, <laughs> you can you can do this now <laughs> you're gonna get it yeah it's gonna but, happen but, it's funny that, that Zim mentioned about the sphere because they refer to them as orbs, and I wonder if that's going to be a name orbs. for them going forward, the orb controllers, the because, um, yeah. you know, we've always had kind of had nicknames for controllers, you know, like the, the knuckles, for example, and I wonder if orb will be something that carries on forward. But I think it's also been interesting from my perspective to, like, log on to websites like IGN and GameSpot and see them make this announcement and then go into the comments and see what the community is saying, like the traditional gaming community. And so far, it seems very, very positive, which I'm really excited about because, you know, these traditional gamers, maybe they don't want to go the quest route because they don't like the whole Facebook integration. Maybe they can't afford a PC on the high end, but they see this as a nice middle ground, you know, that's a good compromise. And like Nathy said, it's going to deliver the games that they want to play. So I think this is going to be exciting yeah, for everyone. And a lot of people are not aware of the Oculus Quest, maybe in America, mm. but 
here in Europe, PlayStation is is the leader. Same with Xbox, you know, it's something yeah, yeah. that doesn't really land here. So so when PlayStation comes out with something like that, they're gonna roll it out in the stores. I've like of all the headsets, I've seen the PlayStation VR mm. in every store I went to, but the Oculus Quest, I've barely seen any laying around here in the stores. Valve mm. Index, of course, isn't in stores. So PlayStation is putting advertisement on TV. They will have mm. events where people, if if let's say the pandemic is over, they will have places where you can try it i mean if you went to gamescom and e3 dude they were trying to get as many people into all those demos demos as fast as they could you know like five Mm -hmm. minutes job simulator you can make appointments for everything so yeah they they, like you can already see more people talk about this than when the oculus quest 2 launched yeah and their their marketing budget is normally very high when they want to push their new technology Mm -hmm. i remember in london they had a an enormous yeah, PlayStation VR. At a, yeah. the PlayStation VR yeah, headset yeah, yeah. at one of their train stations, train for stations, example. Yeah. And every every time we've seen PlayStation demo at conventions and stuff, like they really take it seriously. Their branding is through the roof. They give an appropriate amount of time for their appointments, and normally they sell out. Like I mean, they they book out within within the first hour of a convention opening its doors. So. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of interest there. I agree with you, Mike. I think this next push, this is like this is now the consumer centric. The world's now ready for VR and Sony wants to capitalize on that. And I think, you know, talking about games, because I think, you know, like Nathie said, it's a very important aspect uh, from the PlayStation VR side of things. And I think, you know, the great thing is that, like you say, we've seen some games being added on PlayStation Plus recently. We've had, uh, what was it, Concrete Genie, and we've also had Farpoint on PlayStation Plus. So if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can add those games to your library now. And I'm sure they're going to be backwards compatible with the new hardware when it finally releases. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, uh, PlayStation are also running a play at home campaign, which is going to give you the opportunity to grab some PSVR games now for free and like you know, add them to your library mm. preemptively for when you eventually get a PS5 or a PS uh, VR2 headset. So starting from next week, the 25th of March, you'll be able to add these games to your PlayStation account and keep them forever, even if you're not a PS Plus member. So there's some pancake games in the mix oh. as well, but the PlayStation VR games are Astrobot, which is phenomenal. You've got Moss, which is also an incredible platformer, Thumper, Res Infinite, and Paper Beast. And you can add those five games to your PlayStation game library now and then play them for free in the future when you eventually get that's another thing thank actually, you for explaining that's... that mike because i didn't I, I didn't differentiate between ps plus and play at home and i didn't know that this was something that they were doing as, as a freebie for others that's that's yep. a, that's fantastic mm-hmm. especially yep. because a lot of those titles are single player like paper beast is the perfect example of a, of a game that will will eat three hours of your life is really pretty to look at but you probably didn't want to sink you know 16 quid or 20 dollars into Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't even think you need any PlayStation hardware right now to take advantage of this offer. So, you know, even if you're yeah. just on the fence, create a free PlayStation account, add these <laughs> games to your account, you know, and then when you eventually do take the plunge, you've got like five games ready but, to play before you even... But this, two, this, yeah, this, this is what I'm saying. Like Sony is is very generous, uh, rewards you for being their customer, knows what their library exists out of since 2016 they know how to re-advertise them well as i said lone echo nobody knows about you could still advertise great game you could still do that but uh sony just knows everything about what they created and are aware of it but but I, I do think you're right when you said, you know, the, the thing is with PlayStation is, you know, they've been in the gaming industry yeah, for such a long time. They, they execute it very well. Whereas I think, you know, Oculus, they're mm-hmm. still very new. You know, just recently yeah. we've seen some very half 
baked games like Jurassic World Aftermath yes. and Tales from Galaxy's Edge, where they literally right. are half games. <laughs> and I don't, I just but don't I, think I, that, I, that, that that would fly on the PlayStation platform so much. Yeah, but we're getting to a point now but, where those kind of things are crucial in terms of sales and where the customer is going to go. Because where I want to go is where the games are. Yeah, of course. But the, the, the I, thing that I, I, think, I that I think that Oculus does like should do just better on, regardless of money, is like like revitalizing like old titles. Like if you look at like PlayStation Plus, why don't we have something like that on Oculus yet? Mm. Like like something that you get like a, a game for free because, every month because and that can be an older title. Then you can bring like like let's say that they make Medal of Honor, uh, you know, because nobody is playing it anymore. Make it a PlayStation <laughs> Plus title, free yeah, yeah, yeah. for a month. But that's, yeah. that's because PlayStation invented that stuff. They you might came want to up make with it. it an so Oculus Plus title. If you give it to PlayStation, yeah, but that, like on one no, side, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but on, on one side, I think this. Idiot. On one side, I, I I get it. You know, I'm missing that too on Oculus their platform. But on the other side, it's good it. that they didn't do everything perfectly because then there would be no competition. So this is now Sony yeah. is there and they offer something better so they have to step up their game they can't just yeah. keep going like this and sell part one part two games i mean and th this is why i think the competition will be great although they won't directly comp compete you know there, there's going to be some you know you're going to be able to look over the fence and say what are they doing better okay let's yeah. re let's improve let's reiterate on our design and on, focus on rowdy's idea there so we have obviously steam free weekends for certain games have we had weekends for oculus home titles my brain's telling me we they, have in a few um, instances they gave um asgard's wrath away uh, for what reason i don't know anymore we couldn't really find that out was the why. celebration that was the celebration of of oculus quest 2 launching essentially oh yeah okay but it was bizarre because it's such a heavyweight <laughs> yeah. uh title that if you if you have say a quest 2 and a laptop that's like mm -hmm. a gaming laptop that probably still won't run <laughs> You know, well, Asgard's but, Wrath very But it was well. a big game that was free, was um, but no. Yeah, like, that was oh, the one time, but like two, three no, years ago, didn't they no, do no, some but, yeah. free weekends? No, but it's but it's, it's rare. It's rare. Uh, maybe Steam has done it a few times where they have the, you know, the demo weeks where you could play all these demos, but not necessarily free games. Only Epic Games does that on PC, but they don't have a VR thing yet. But if they have a VR thing, no. then I'm sure they're going to rolled it out for the vr titles too but no we don't I like the idea i just want to highlight yeah. as well like it's not just oculus that are not executing particularly well on games just recently like this whole the whole steam ecosystem is the same right like we haven't seen that really immersive single player story driven experience since no. alex really that kind of touched similar base i know like medal of honor was well, close and i know zim enjoyed it but certainly for me, it didn't come well, close. Well, there are a lot of indie, I mean, indie games that, that do some stuff, but, I mean, you really have to look for it yourself. Uh, mm. Well, you know, on PlayStation, you don't have to worry about downloading something that isn't that great. It's usually very I mean, well let's not Let's not forget as well that if, if you want, like, a, like a deep single-player kind of campaign uh, that doesn't only take money, it also takes, like, a huge amount of time just to develop that, just to develop that, and... Regardless of that, like I, I don't think that we'll see. I mean, we maybe start seeing that in like you know in a couple in kind of a few years to come. But you know, to to develop a title like that, you know, you can't expect that really from like an indie or a smaller studio. Even the studios that like under are under Oculus wing right now aren't like the the biggest studios. Some are getting to that point, but I like seeing like deep involved single player campaigns. Well, I I think that, I think the reason why we haven't seen that much is because. Uh, developers aren't necessarily motivated to make something for the PC VR market. Well, 
uh, as far as I know, what I've seen from Sony with their ecosystem, developers just want to hop on board and create something where on PC, a lot of the big uh, games we got in the past, like Lone Echo, was because uh, a huge amount of money got given to the studios to make a VR game. Well, they weren't necessarily planning to do one themselves. So if that, it, but, but, you know... But what like unique, you know, PSVR unique story-driven experience have we then specifically seen? Blood and Truth. Uh, Point truth, okay. Uh, Iron yeah, Man. You have like a few of those. As well. point oh. is another good one. Yeah. What yeah. about Hitman? I mean, Hitman's enormous yeah. in terms of content. Although the controller but was that's, rubbish. That's but not VR I'm only. sure that game's going to get updated when with the new headset. And I wouldn't be surprised. And I've said this before as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Half Life Alex comes to PSVR two. Maybe sure. not as a launch title, but maybe eventually. Yeah. Uh, it would totally make sense. You know, <laughs> Valve have done it before. We have a lot to be excited for. Yeah, and definitely. That's, for sure. the, the thing is, if anyone's been on on the hype train since early on, like being on the hype train is for me half the fun. Like yeah. I do like. I don't like leaks really. But I really love, like, when you get this drip-fed news yeah. and you can get excited about it and you can dream about it. It's that, again, it's it's being the kid hoping for Christmas. And I'm glad yeah. we've got something in 2022 we can look forward to. And I think that right now, like, this announcement is timed because PlayStation is starting to send out these controllers to devs and they don't want them to be leaked they want to handle the the, the exactly. press around it mm. uh so i think that's smart on their behalf yeah. and, you know i don't the, know maybe we'll get I've... a leaked headset or maybe they'll do the similar sort mm. of tactic with the headset the, the, the thing i've always applauded like playstation 4 is like the the diversity in their games i think that they've always done you had like you know platformers like astrobot but you also had like really different things like for example static i still haven't seen a game, that game like that uh you know, hitting hitting one of the other stores and um, uh, how is it called again? Like that uh, that platformer with the audio experience. I forgot the name of it now. Uh, platformer with audio. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Res Infinite, it. but that's not it. No, no, mm. it was yeah. it was a platformer. Space, space, uh, space Channel 5? <laughs> 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 what I'm just trying to say yeah. is that it yeah. seems sometimes that PlayStation allows the developers to have a little bit more creative freedom into doing things that are different rather than just following the the kind of like success formula that we know will work like we see yeah. sometimes with the Oculus yeah. titles. It's funny you mention that because we, me and Nathie jumped into yeah, the clubhouse exactly the same uh, thing this we week said, um, yeah. and we were talking about puzzling places, you know, that's on Oculus yeah. App Lab. It's just yeah. got approved for PlayStation Store, but it's still waiting for exactly. approval on the official Oculus Store, even though it's like a, a pretty well-known uh, application from both SideQuest yeah. and App Lab. Um, yeah, so it, you're kind of right in that sense. That's a good example of an app that, you know, has been approved on PlayStation, but it's still waiting to be approved on the Oculus Store. One, and it's kind of like a hidden gem, you know? Yeah, and on on that same track, Mike, um, one thing that differentiates the PlayStation platform, even for PSVR, right, even back in the day, is their QA system, their quality assurance. They do not allow, you know, like, it's like the frame drop, the low lag in performance. I, I had it as somebody who always has had kind of a medium tier PC, and I kind of stick to that. Sometimes you'll have a game that's poorly optimized on PC because they don't have the same kind of benchmarks or submission standards. And although Oculus have done a fair amount of work in that space over the last three years, I would say, say Sony's like quality process really does shine and you feel it. It's so easy to hop into a game. Take, for example, No Man's Sky. Yes, it's really low fidelity because PlayStation VR isn't great. But does it run at 90? Yeah, it flat runs at 90. It's beautiful, never hitches. You know what I mean? That's the difference you get in that platform. Mm -hmm. So if you want to play something smooth, 
that really does immerse you. And you can just kind of, again, be in your bubble space. Yeah. PlayStation has always been a really safe home. So I hope that they keep their standards. I know they're exacting. I know it's tough for developers from all the developer friends that I have. Sony QA is, is quite difficult and a bit of a pain in the ass. But I hope they keep those standards because I want to see that on PSVR too. Well, uh, just just something else. I think that there is one secret trick that they will be able to really uh, market with. And that is how you share your VR experiences with people yeah. from the outside. And that's not only the family on the couch watching, but it's also yeah. when you share something to YouTube, to Twitch, to wherever you want. Because there is still no one who has nailed that. Like we know about this because we have to really try hard every time to get you some footage. It's not easy. It's also not hard, but it's it's just not consumer friendly. Let's say it like that. But mm-hmm. if they can create something where I don't know, you, they they use the cameras in ways we haven't seen before. They do mixed reality, or I don't know. Like I'm just doing some wild guesses. That could really work because if <laughs> if things get shared on social media with VR, they do explode and people find it very interesting and to watch. PlayStation it, is a is a really easy the whole one button sharing streaming thing. Yeah, outside of VR, really for something sure. that yeah. they had it before Steam had it, they had it before other platforms had it. The one button share they talked about the create button, I think is what they referred to it as in the post, that one of the controllers will have that. I I'll tell you what I my ask is. It's very it's a lot lower down than what Nathy's asking for. A sixteen by nine frame. Can I please yeah, have not a my output? One. Yeah. Well, I'm also, also live stream square. wise, where there's a chat popping up in ways. But I'm just saying, but like, they did that with the, they did that with PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you it was very, that, yeah, so. but it was very basic. What I'm saying it is, was very basic, it, it's yeah. going to be more interactive and maybe yeah. more customizable so. or something. Yeah, just yeah. give 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 creators a little bit more because the power of sharing is incredibly well, impactful. It's, it's half of the it's half the advertisement for VR. Yeah. Yeah. As you can probably tell, we're pretty excited about PSVR. Yes, yes. That, that, <laughs> that's that's is, is news the, item one. Spoiler alert, we were excited. <laughs> so let's, let's move on. But I think it's great for the industry. You yeah. know, Quest is dominating right now. Oh. This is on the horizon. It's very, very good time for us all. So we, we yes. all have a lot to be happy about right now, I think. Uh, because, you know, even if you're just interested in Quest, you know, I just want to reiterate this, that this will be good for you anyway in the long run, even if you're not interested in buying PSVR, PlayStation. Anyone developing in the VR ecosystem and, and the word getting out there is good for the industry. So anyway, right. Whilst we're on the subject of console VR, we had some interesting news which surfaced online this week from IGN Italia about Xbox. Now, it seems that when connecting the latest Xbox wireless headphones to the Xbox Series S and X consoles with the Italian language selected, a pop-up appeared which, when translated, said the VR headset needs to be updated, along with an update for the VR headset is available and update VR headset. This led to a lot of speculation online that Xbox have some plans for VR support in the future. However... Only for Italy. Only yeah, only for Italy. Only, only, only Terrier Wood can play it. Um, however, Xbox did uh, quickly rebut the rumors by offering a statement. Mm. Uh, and this is what they said. They said, the description in this error message is inaccurate due to a localization bug. Console VR is not our priority right now. And our Italian friend, uh, Terrier Wood, who I just mentioned, went a step further to test things out. He connected a Windows MR headset to his Xbox One Series <laughs> X console <laughs> And as we can all imagine, nothing happened. No, so, so this is just a typo. Just a typo, it seems. So Xbox are sticking to their guns, don't seem to have any plans for console VR support in the near future. And personally, I've said this before, I think it's a big oversight from them as PlayStation... But six months domin- later, they announced a controller. 
No. <laughs> PlayStation is just going to dominate the market, and and yeah, you know, at least with PlayStation, they're offering the opportunity for VR support with their new console, and they've been very bullish on that so far with the announcements we've seen so far. And I think you know Xbox will just be trailing in the dust if it hits home and really does become this huge thing that we all want it to be. Phil Spencer yeah, is going to cry in a corner. Well, the sales are going sky high for PlayStation. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I can. Anytime I hear any rumors about Microsoft, Xbox, and VR, uh, like we were saying, Mike, huge disappointment. And the only thing that resounds in the back of my mind is, God damn it, Ninja Theory, why did you have to bind Hell, oh, Hell yeah. to the fucking wrong platform? I yeah. want my. But it doesn't. Then he was sacrificed too. Please. Yeah, but it doesn't say that it's not gonna come out later. On maybe PC yeah, because I mean it's world. Microsoft still. Uh, so yeah. didn't they also buy uh, Bethesda? Uh, they did. So yep. don't remind I'm me, sorry, man. I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry. Oh, they also bought that. Fuck right now. Everything heart. they buy will turn into pancake Jesus. stuff. You know they transform yes. everything. You know. Enjoy well, I mean, Skyrim VR like while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> no. <man. laughs> These here shooting bullets, man. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, it's it's not like it's like too late for Xbox to get into the game. You know, they have such a huge no. market together with with PlayStation. If they even if they would make like a, a their first VR headset like five years no, from they, now they can, when they see like well, it's really taken off, then all of that, all of those people that are huge Xbox fans will still like. I agree. I'm there sure. is still I'm sure. it's, it's the effect of the prodigal son, you know, like the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter. Like they're going to be out here on this cold island shivering by themselves. <laughs> and eventually one year the finance department's going to clink a little glass and be like, why aren't there enough coppers in here? Sir, and they're like, "Well, we didn't do VR ten years ago. We should." So you know, that's that's what's going to no, happen. And then they'll come, and we'll be we'll welcome them in with a nice warm blanket and warm them up. And again, yeah, they, 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 they they can jump in anytime they want. Yeah, and again, they that's have the games. They have the games. They have Halo. Who doesn't want yeah. to be Master Chief in VR? You know, Forza, Gears of War, Forza, I would love Gears of War. Gears of War in VR. Yeah, Skyrim, Fallout, Fallout, but anyway, <laughs> Doom. It's not happening right now, so let's not get hyped about the games that aren't oh. coming to VR okay. in the future. But that—that that is the news anyway. Someone found that message. Wow. It was quickly shut down by yeah. Xbox. Very so. anticlimactic. Thank you, Mike. Yep. I, I'm glad they. I'm glad they put a like. It is what that's it is. the right move to do as a company because it's really not fair if if some like incorrect news gets out like that. You know what everyone does with it, so it's yeah. very important that they do. And we don't always see companies jump on the live grenade and you know true kind of snuff it out. So I'm glad Microsoft. I, I do have yeah. to say this is a special show. I mean, we're talking about PlayStation VR. This that's a real thing. Then we have Xbox yep. again for some reason. Uh, we have Oculus, of course. I mean, we 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 cannot get around oculus anymore in a show and uh and then we have uh, of course valve so i mean yeah. wow well let's, let's and, and, vive, about and valve. vive as well so i mean yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. of course Oof. we're covering the spectrum of vr here right now yeah yeah um so let's get into the valve news because that is kind of interesting as well because mm. this week um some patents were published uh which seems to be of a replacement head strap for the valve index which features onboard processing and a wireless module it's worth noting that these patents were filed in September 2020, but were just published uh, this week. So they've been in, in the works for a little Secret. while. Whether this will mean that they go down the route of a standalone headset is probably unlikely, but it is more likely that this is going to be a wireless module to allow you to play PC VR content with the Valve Index completely wirelessly, which is going to be pretty cool. Because certainly myself just recently, I've I've sort of, you know, generated sort of gone towards the quest 2 regularly when it comes to playing pc vr content purely because of the fact that it's wireless yeah. i can use it with virtual desktop and my wi-fi 6 router 
works flawlessly and it's a great experience and that in itself is worth choosing it over the index in my opinion so to see them going down this route is going to be interesting would you guys buy a wireless module for the valve index yeah yeah because i i used of course the the y gig one you know from intel on the yep. vive uh, worked also amazingly so yeah i'm down i'm down but i mean I'm, i still have to figure out what games i'm gonna play because there are not really any games i can play with my Valve index that are coming out okay vertigo vertigo 2 still but uh, yeah hype yeah hype yeah yeah so but wait I'm, i should also say that you know companies submit patents all the time and this is by no means a confirmation confirmation that a product like this will ever see the light of day yeah although it is great to see that nah, valve is I still know. i mean we were also laughing about half-life coming to vr so i mean i'm uh, i'm down yeah okay yeah. I'd, I'd happy to be wrong <laughs> yeah. i'd happy to be wrong i'm happy to no but i think i think you're product. right actually i think you're right yeah but also know, like, we do I mean, we... valve has always been a company to like you know test new hardware and try yeah. new stuff out and if it then yeah. doesn't work then they just dump it like the steam link <laughs> well, but they typically <laughs> i mean maybe not for all patents but like they they typically, when they when they start developing some hardware, even if it's a test, they do bring it out on the market and then see if it goes well. And then if it doesn't, they just get rid of it. No, but it does make sense to upgrade it, you know, upgrade the headset with a wireless. I think a lot of developers are going to appreciate it also their, you know, uh, loyal VR community wants it. So, I mean, this is a requested thing that people wanted for a long time. True. Yeah. It, it's, True. It's needed to compete as my stand on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, as well, what we've seen from Gabe recently in interviews that they're talking about like brain interface, uh, you know, computing. We've talked about this on the show before, but that was also in a replacement strap uh, sort of package. So, and it looks like maybe that in the future we might have multiple different straps to choose from with the Valve Index. We'll have one that gives it wireless capability, yeah. one that can read your brainwaves, hopefully not write to your brainwaves, because that's what Gabe Newell wants to do, and I think that's been <laughs> very dangerous and scary. Reading them can be pretty dangerous too, you know? <laughs> I think reading them is fine, right? Because it's pretty passive. Okay, you tried first. I'm asking the brain man. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, again, like, you know, the amount of data that you collect from that. Like... Yeah. But it's not going to cause you any danger in terms of like, you you know, it's not going to like, like, like when Gabe mentioned that, oh yeah, remember Bob, he played with this headset and then it wiped his memory and now he's like pooping in the woods running around all day. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be like that, I, is I don't, it? I don't think that will happen anytime soon. Uh, I don't think you'll ever get a device that will be approved for a consumer usage yeah. that it's going, it's possibly going... in the slightest percentage do that. I would just love to frame this and just take a snapshot in a year from now to see us eating our words. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's, I feel like humanity is, yeah, he's pooping has no <laughs> Mike was a yeah. YouTuber once. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I just thought I'd throw it out there, you know, that they've got these patents online. You can go and check them out. They're publicly available. Uh, links are available through like Upload VR okay. or Rotor VR. They're both on yeah. both websites. But it does uh, make so go sense. Go check it out. It does make yeah, sense. But it's interesting. In a way. You, you know? know, it's yeah, not something I, I, random that, no, this is something that people want for a while. Yeah, I'd be interested in it for sure. I, I don't know. The, the, I, the, the patent news always seems so far off the mark versus what you end up seeing in the final product. It all, all, all it kind of really gives you from an information side is like a teaser of the direction that they're going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like, I, you rarely can connect the dots so directly mm -hmm. that I've found between I mean, patent oh, news that we had and the control that we right. had. I, I think what it is, it's not this. There's actually going to come a strap where you can uh, use the Steam Link on. You can just click it into the back of your head and then reuse it for wireless okay, function. Next, uh, can, next. Can, we, can we just kick Nathie off? Yeah, yeah, let's just cool. It's a cheap solution. Right. Hire me, so yeah, Valve, hire me. That's all the news. Obviously, we dwelled on the PSVR 2 a little bit, but we got through the other news pretty quickly. <laughs> 
So now... You want to kill me? You want to kill me because I just said that's him. You're so... Get him out. <laughs> let's talk, let's talk, Nathan, let's talk about um, our hands-on impressions, or should I say face-on impressions. <laughs> face with the, on. Uh, the Vive, <laughs> the Vive facial tracker. Mouth this on. is going to get interesting. Yeah. Huh? Because yeah. we both, we both had one, right? We both had one. We yes. both tested it out. We jumped into uh, Neos together Neos, and yeah. we put it to the test. Actually, before we get into our experience with the Neos uh, thing, I want to sort of go on about something that I mentioned on last week's show. And that is that, you know, I said that I was going to test it out with the index because I don't have a Vive Pro mm. or a Vive Pro I. And uh, thankfully that test was successful. So I was able to get it working with the, uh, the Valve Index. That's However, nice. I had to use a, a little adapter to convert the USB-C to USB-A, which then I could use to insert into the, the frunk, frunk yeah. of the Valve Index. Um, and I had to be a bit creative with some double-sided foam tape to make it mount to the bottom of the Valve Index. Uh, but other than what that, it blushes. Oh, he just likes to have his index be as furry as he is. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, I've heard about these people on the internet, and Mike yeah. is clearly uh, one of them. <laughs> it was someone yeah. said that there were a beard for my headset. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. Um, but what, what you're actually referring to there is some little, little furry stick-on bits that I put on the bottom of my Valve Index as uh, Mike. Uh, they prevent Mike plosives. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's confusing because right. I'm Mike as well. Answer. But yeah, microphone, <laughs> that's microphone, microphone VR confirmed. That's, that's such an old joke. Yeah, microphone plosives. Mike. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So I'm sure I'm sure the VR the VR community will get creative with 3D printing mounts and stuff for these for different headsets. So just to to sort of um, clarify, you can use this module on any VR headset. You, so you could use it with the Quest 2, for example, when using Oculus Link or mm. virtual desktop. But you would need to run an extension from the module back to your PC. Uh, so just Extra cables. Yeah. 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 So um, obviously there is limited software available to use with the Vive facial tracker that's, right now. That's, that's an understatement. Yeah. It doesn't even come with its own software to test it from HTC, which is a bit of a missed opportunity because in some of the trailers, they kind of showed this kind of showcase of like a frog head, um, like a human head doing all these kind of facial movements. Even if they bundled something like that, a, sh a small little program where you can just test it out privately. That would have been nice, but obviously we just had to jump straight into Neos VR, uh, which is one of the few games that actually supports it. And actually, one of the things that came out of this test was that we discovered Neos VR and how amazing it is as a social VR experience, right, Nathy? Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's like VR chat, but in its beginning stages where they're still working on creating an ecosystem, it's fantastic. Like the tools they made are having so much potential. Um, it's it's also very let's say shared. So when Mike opens up his menu in there, I can see what he's doing. I can also help him out if I want. Uh, it's it's all very, uh, yeah, simple. Although it is not for consumers right now, but if they're getting there, then this is going to be fantastic. So it's work in progress. But if you get the chance to jump in, do it. It's totally free. It's on Steam. And the people in there are so nice. They're so yeah. nice. And I think, you know, we should just state like the UI is very complicated there's a lot of menus yeah. within menus but the moment you understand it you, you, you yeah. it, it opens a world that is just so cool but i think it can be a bit overwhelming for people just yeah. jumping in yeah. but that's where i would say like there's um a little community where you can basically set up your avatar but you can have it in a shared space where a mod can come in and actually help you out and yeah. we we just jumped in you know we didn't give anyone the heads up or anything and we had this moderator jump in and say hey 
I know that you're new to uh, Neos. Is there anything I can help you with? And I was like, yeah, you know, my 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 avatar looks a bit funky with the body tracking because I was using the uh, the new Vive trackers on my waist and my feet. And he was like, oh, uh, bring up your avatar creation tool, like menu. And then he could actually manipulate my avatar <laughs> yeah, he, on I, the menu. I saw him do that. He grabbed Mike's butt. He, he grabbed my butt, butt, my virtual butt, and, he and just was like adjusted. moving it around. Yeah, he... it was crazy. And then all of a sudden, I wasn't walking like a prawn anymore. I was like upright and yeah. you know standing straight, and it was great. But it so was he that was a, kind he of. He was also a licensed chiropractor. Nice. He was a, a virtual yeah, licensed chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. And then he was just like super chill. He was like, "Oh, can we can we show you some stuff?" And he took us to like a, a virtual racetrack where we jumped into our own little yeah. vehicles in like a wipeout style track and had a race around it. Then we went into other social worlds where there were people like remotely collaborating with each other. It was pretty legit. Like I would say, oh, and there was another experience. We went into a room with loads of chess boards and there was another moderator in there and he was like, yeah, check this out. Mm. He turned himself into a chess piece <laughs> and we could move him on the board. It was like hollow chess. It was amazing. So yeah, like props to Neos. I think they're a great social yeah, platform. Like I say, it's a bit over, it can be a bit over complicated when you jump in at first, but the mods there and the community there are super it. nice. Yeah. So go check it out. Yeah. But um, that aside- yeah, No way you were so flexible either, Mike. Jesus Christ. Oh, Incredibly was, flexible. Like, flexible. You, you should see him with his uh, trackers, trackers on, man. He is like- well, well, hopefully, like Zim's showing the video now, like some of the moves. Oh I was my god! Off, you know, I didn't know. It's amazing. Yeah, very natural movements here. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's what I would expect from someone ex-police, <laughs> to be honest. Is this me on my back with my legs in the air? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. um, That's what we're so showing yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was literally like Nathan and I. We were laughing our ass off. Like we were having like the best time. <laughs> I still have to laugh. This is so funny. It was hilarious. <sighs> but but talking about like the the Vive facial tracker. Like, you know, obviously Nathie had it up and running with the, the Vive Pro. I had it on the Valve Index and it just worked. You know, like you just take a box in Neos and it works. And, you know, I think it really adds something to that social experience. It felt like instead of just seeing an avatar, it felt more like Nathie because like his little nuances of his mouth moving was tracked and like added to his virtual avatar. And that's what yeah. made it kind of like yeah, I, I could, quite I special. I could identify your avatar as being you. In, in certain mm. ways, the way you were laughing, the way you were talking, I, I could just kind of read the emotions that I would also be able to read in real life. Because of course, we know each other so well that I just know when you're making a yeah, joke like or when you're serious. Very special, special experience together. But, <laughs> I could know him so well. The way his tongue least, was twisting at least, at least. Throat, it was just... Oh. But when you smile or when you laugh, you know, you oh. know that they're... Yeah, the, the, you know, it, it feels. He, he way was laughing at me, natural. and I just had to laugh too. And then we couldn't stop laughing. It we was like a special, special moment. Like the first time you try it, it really adds something to it. And, and the, like, the, I think the moment you get used to it, you don't want to go back to seeing yeah. just an avatar without that stuff. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I think you know, although Neos is the only one supported right now, I'm sure like support will come to VR chat, and I'm sure the VR chat crowd are going to love this mm. because it just takes that you know, embodiment in VR to another level. You know, you've got that expressive nature of your mouth being translated to your avatar. And it's really, really cool experience. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, the reason this uh, tech excites me, not because I want one, because no. I think that the whole Vive setup is... I'll come back to that, Nathie, but um, not because the whole Vive setup, it just looks ridiculous. Like, they seem to pioneer <laughs> a lot of times, like the off-ear headphones with the dog ear flaps that they had with the Pro Strap and originally for the audio... And then this, it's like so many things like bolted on it. It looks absolutely ridiculous okay. from the outside right now. I do agree. Right? Yeah. And that's fine. But the thing that excites me is that this is coming out of Asia, no doubt, manufacturing wise, right? So 
a lot of these players in the VR scene are going to have similar technology. And I wouldn't be at all surprised, given what we've heard from Abrash and things like that, if you saw this in an upcoming, you know, Oculus headset, for example, built into the headset, integrated. Because this feature is something that if it's integrated into the headset and it's not an add-on, then I will use it, mm -hmm. right? And I will benefit from it. But it needs to be a standard, not just like, yeah. not just this thing That's that, you know, one person well. out of 20 right. has. No, yeah. it will. And I think, you know, from what we've seen from HP with the, uh, what is it, the HP Reverb G2 Omnicept Edition, which has built-in eye and mouth tracking. Yeah. We have Decker Gear coming soon, yeah. which has eye and mouth tracking. Oculus have yep. demonstrated their sort of technology around that kind of um, feature as well. So I'm, okay. no doubt it's going to be integrated in parts of headsets in the future. And I think that's what it needs is to be a bit more discreet because, like you say, it is yeah. very... It's a, dev, it's a dev kit and it was already out a year ago. So this is uh, quite old already. So first yeah. only devs were using it. Now it's open for the public to buy. Yeah, but I'm sure, you know, particularly the VR chat crowd will enjoy a product like this. But um, VTubers. VTubers, yeah, absolutely. VTubers, devs that want to create more uh, lifelike public, you know, NPCs in their games. Public speaking too, you know, where people do conferences and stuff. Lonely yeah. YouTube creators who just need a friend across the ocean. Exactly. You have a great <laughs> mirror, yeah. Exactly, right. yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's still like early days for this tech, but I think it's going to be pushed more mainstream when it's integrated, like you say, Zim, in, in yeah. future headsets. Yeah. But it's, it was totally... Totally fun. To play it's like what now. we said last time about like the uh, was the, the leap motion that you know hand tracking is cool, but you know it didn't really get integrated. But yeah. once it like becomes part of the headset, then you'll yeah. see that probably being used everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. And I we just should... want to say, guys, thanks for um, putting this on film. Like I, I, I don't say it often, but I think you guys did a good job here of of showcasing. Particularly, Mike, I liked your side by side uh, with all the headgear on. Right, it mm -hmm. does look like. You know, someone's getting ready to not go to prom and has the whole teeth gear or whatever. It, it's ridiculous looking, right? Yeah, But it is. you really did a good job of showcasing it, and your camera setup's beautiful. I mean, that's yeah. normal for your videos and, and stuff. And the twerking. Let's not forget the and twerking. And the twerking right? was just fantastic. Yeah. It was yeah. just on the money. Thank I'm you. I'm glad that. that my tips worked for that. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's all in the hips, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just to reiterate, if, you, if you're interested in the Vive Facial Tracker, it's available right now in the UK and Europe. Uh, it will be available to order in the US uh, from the 24th, I believe. So next week, it's priced at 129 uh, British pounds or 129 US dollars. Yeah, and it, and it's as I said, it's it's uh, available for everyone. Uh, well, usually yeah. it's kind of like deaf stuff. It's just that you have to create a mount or use some tape to you know be able yeah. to kind of. That's the only problem. That they'll be weird. out and forced with the 3D printers yeah. before you know it. Yeah. Does it yeah. does it come with its own mounting uh, option in the box? Yeah, it does. So it's, and it's, if it's, so, is that any good? Um, so you can use that to directly click it straight into the Vive or Vive Pro. Yeah. It doesn't work with the Cosmos, no, um, no, which no, is strange. No. We met a, a dev in Neos that was using it with the Cosmos, but it actually blocks the lower tracking camera. So yes. it causes tracking problems. That's why they don't advertise it for use with any other headsets, no. because they know it doesn't work with their Cosmos. It does work with other headsets, though. You just need to be creative with the mounting solution. And like I said, 3D printed mounts will no doubt be available yeah. from Thingiverse and stuff in a few weeks' time if you're interested. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. Another thing I wanted to just uh, quickly mention was the Vive trackers, because obviously we tested those with the twerking and the dancing yeah, and stuff. Was, that was the best. They were awesome. Uh, they were really cool. Um, you know, using one on your waist, one on each foot, a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. Although you need straps 
the, they don't provide any straps in the box. So rebuff reality are the best straps you can buy, in my opinion, uh, so far. And the, other, the only other thing I would say as a criticism is that you need to use a separate dongle for each tracker which takes up a lot of USB yeah, so, ports on your PC. So, uh, Sorry, just like on that, on that mic, when you're mounting them, uh, is it just a, a essentially a Velcro loop? Like, what does the back of a tracker look like? Do you have one there that you can show to us and maybe just talk through for the audio listeners? Because okay. I'm, I'm curious. So this is the, um, this is the, let me just adjust the focus here. Um, yeah, Mike is adjusting the focus. He's currently yeah. popped up a... Can I do that? Yeah, I can do Interesting that. frame shot. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So this is the uh, this, this is the, this is the tracker. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying, Rowdy. Jeez, come here, give me it's, a break. It looks really weird. I don't know why. Yeah. Like it, it will soon go away. It will soon go oh, away. Oh, now it's gone. Go. Yeah. Oh, that's an armband. So it, it's a Vive tracker that has a three-quarter screw jack onto what looks like is that a? Are those sticky spots, or what, what are the rubbery. what are the spots on the arm? They're just arm like little rubbery spots, yeah, just so to get it, move. to give it some grip. So it doesn't unlock. Okay, so it these, doesn't come these are track straps from Rebuff Reality. Yeah. Um, okay. And you just kind of screw them on there, so it's like a tripod mount, basically. Yeah. Um, Rebuff also Rebuff also made the light guns, you know, the duck hunt uh, kind of yep. things that you can shoot with. Yeah. How much does uh, how much do those rebuff reality uh, straps cost? I think it's like twenty bucks or something like that for a set. Uh, they also do the battery powered ones, which are these ones, which are the Track Belt Plus, um, and they're going to add support for the Vive three trackers because they use USB Cs. Um, the pack that you previously bought had sort of USB to micro USB for the original trackers, but obviously they're going to be adding adapters to the new set. So if you buy these new from the site now. I think you'll have the USB-C adapters for the new trackers. So nice. you've got so that keeps it charged for some time. How, how do you know the runtime on that? I'm not sure of the runtime, but it just adds more battery life uh, to the already pretty decent battery life of the 3.0 ones. So yeah, there's some options there. No, thanks for answering that because I was thinking in my head that maybe it was just something you could you know manufacture yourself, but actually with a three-quarter inch uh, mounting. That, stock. I can't think of any anything else that would be easy to manufacture at home. No, and that's why I mentioned uh, with the Tundra trackers, you know, they've got a better mounting solution. It's more universal. You can just slip a, a watch strap through it or a well, belt or a, your shoelaces. I'm not sure I'm not sure it was them as well who were able, well, that's what they say, that they created a system that allows you to just connect all your trackers to one source instead of having all these different ones. So you don't have to yeah. like, completely stuff your uh, PC with USBs. Also, before we move on to releases, I just want to quickly um, mention that I got the Decca Gear oh. uh, that arrived uh, this this week. Um, this is the hip tracker from Decca Gear, so I can quickly show you that if you if you want to see it. Um, but sure. basically, they they sent out like blogger editions to like YouTubers and and people online to go and test out. And this is the kind of like a three D printed version of the hip tracker that will be released for sale soon. So this is kind of what it looks like. Um, it's like a little module with a belt clip on the back. And it looks like Wally. A button at the front. Black. Yeah. Like a and little robot. If you're not familiar with what this is, like you attach it to your hip and basically like in game you can you can move based on the hip rotation rather than where your head or hands are facing. So it's completely independent. So you could be moving forward based on your hips, looking in either direction or shooting in either direction all at the same time. Uh, which is pretty cool. We haven't seen that before, and I haven't tested it out, but I'm very intrigued how it works. But I think the response that we've seen yeah. so far has been pretty positive. So yeah. uh, looking forward to checking that out. And, nice. you know, I think the thing with Decagear is that they're they're an unknown company to a certain degree, so we were quite skeptical. 
But seeing them bring this hardware to market and, you know, from what I've heard so far, that it works pretty well, you know, it gives you more uh, faith in them actually delivering True. on what they promised with the headsets as well. So mm. pretty cool tech. And hopefully I'll get to try it out this week and I can talk more about it um, next week on the show. How's I knew it. When I, when, I, when I first heard about this, this, this hip tracking stuff like that, I really see the potential of that. Uh, I really think that's something neat. Um, the build quality is very good. It, it, you can tell that this is just like a 3D printed version right now. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the final version won't be 3D printed. Um, this connects to your PC with a dongle that they include in the box with a little antenna. Um, I can show you that as well. Whereas the, the final release will actually um, connect to the headset, which will then be connected to your PC. Um, so yeah, like the build quality is very good, even even for like a very well, early I, prototype I, I think, version. I think the fact that they already shipped it out to us is is already one thing because some companies yeah. like, oh, we're working on stuff, we're working on stuff, and it never arrives. But the fact that it comes <laughs> out there, oh, sorry, and and as you said, the reaction so far of other people were uh, really good. Of course, uh, making a headset is a total different ball game, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Promising start anyway, and yeah, hopefully, nice. like I said, I can talk more about it on next week's show. Yeah. Uh, but now, of course, it is time for releases. So let's hand it over to Zim for what we got to look forward to next week. Oh, yeah. Not too much. It's not a huge stack of things, but we've got a few things out there and some warnings. I've got some warnings for you because uh, oh, I've seen God. some stuff out there that you might want to go for that um, I'm going to say maybe don't. I've seen Starting some stuff. Starting with this one. <laughs> I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. This is like Tales of Tales of War. So the first game I'm going to talk about was a PSVR release, and I'm going to run you the PSVR trailer. This is Immortal Legacy, The Jade Cipher. Now, I was got interested in this. Well, I've got a daughter named Jade, so that first drew my attention to it. But more so, it's, a, um, it's an action-packed campaign adventure. Uh, FPS elements in it. As I said, this was originally a PlayStation VR title. Now, the price at the moment on launch, and this is uh, landed on the 19th of March, so this is available now. Um, was $15 and 11 pounds. So this is available on Steam. This is a port of the PlayStation VR game. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit about the game before I give you the kind of the bad news. Okay, <laughs> so this is about unearthing the disturbing truth behind an ancient Chinese legend in Immortal Legacy. Um, it's a heart-stopping mix of horror and first-person action, uh, which previously was an exclusive to PSVR, but has come over now since. Um, users of it who really appreciate the game have said it's got an articulate balance of like story and gunplay, so not too much in either camp. A low entry point, even when it landed on PlayStation, and I'd agree, you know, for $15, that's a decent price for, for any game. Um, and the only thing that I would say about this is that users are complaining that the port is rubbish, and here's the kicker, doesn't currently work on Quest 2 nor Index. So that's a problem. Apparently a Vive wand appears in front of you. Oh. So although it's got a good kind of end-to-end -end campaign and people might have enjoyed it on PlayStation, users have tried it on both platforms at the moment have said it's got essentially game-breaking bugs. 13 reviews at the moment on Steam, mostly negative. And an example remark here, as I usually give from users, this fella Kent says, my biggest problem with the PC port is it's designed to play on a couch. When you turn around in real life, your game character stays facing forward. So you have to always use smooth or snap turn and stay facing in the same direction you play. Otherwise, the game character's arms and body get all twisted up, oh. causing the guns to drift oh, wow. further and further away from because your Because it control. was made for the PlayStation VR. Because it's front because facing. It was, yeah. Ah. So it's looking a bit like a shifty port. So um, this person wraps up their review by saying, 
The first two hours weren't bad. The levels were a little bland looking, and I've seen that in other reviews. They said the girls weren't, though. Winky face. So apparently there's quite a lot of kind of Japanese ladies in here that are well animated. Um, but it goes well with the the uh, kind of the story that they've got in the game, the FPS gunplay. There's a, sure. there's a lot of PSVR reviewers who have really enjoyed this uh, end-to-end as a story game. But it sounds like it's a bit of a broken port. So in case you were like me and you were actually waiting for something like this to happen, and it, it certainly triggered my eye, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go play that now. Yeah. Uh, you might want to not mm. play it. So that's Shame. Immortal Legacy, Jade Cipher. Mm. Add a question. Uh, did any of you play Jade Cipher on PlayStation? No. Nope. No. Okay. Because it, it kind of came, but it didn't have a huge amount of fanfare at the time. It was mostly kind of, again, it's one of those when, more Asian when titles. Did it come that, out? This was 2019. Okay. So it was a little bit late in the cycle. <clears throat> a little bit late <throat> in the cycle. You know, We might have all been a little bit distracted last year with something that happened globally. I don't know. So... Next thing, biggest thing for me in all of March has to be Cosmo Dread. So Cosmo Dread, uh, the, the spiritual sequel to Dread Halls, um, is taking horror into space. Uh, if you want to do a bit of pre-play, get your fear on. Dread Halls is currently available for around about 10 bucks. Uh, this is going to be coming to PCVR and Quest, and essentially you're trapped in a dying spaceship filled with horrors. You must find your way back to the safety of Earth. Cosmo... Cosmo I want to say Cosmophobia, but it's Cosmodread, features a rich, immersive atmosphere that will make you forget about the world outside the headset. And a survival horror game, is that a good thing? No, probably not. Bring new pants. So <laughs> the three elements of this that differ uh, from, from Dreadhalls are, number one, you're in space. you got to search for resources and craft stuff. You weren't doing any kind of crafting in Dreadhalls, okay? The survival element is there. There are enemies that will track you down and kill you, and environmental uh, environmental hazards as well that can kill you along the way, mm. like electricity. Um, and then the third third element of this that I find quite a bit different is uh, the fact that you're fighting. So you're actually battling against, you have weapons this time. Mm. So you actually have, for example, a crossbow that you can use, traps which you can use against these enemies, these foes that are coming after you. But... I don't know. You're you're trapped on a, 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 a space station. You're uh, most likely going to die. Repeat, re- rinse, repeat. Um, if that's your kind of thing, then you probably need to have some psychotherapy. <laughs> but like me, I'm probably going to jump into this later in the week. So that's Cosmodread. Nice. Are you guys going to be playing any of this? I'm looking forward to this one. It looks like fun, you know, and I, I think they reiterate it in the trailer that you're going to die and die and die many, many times. But I think the satisfaction of eventually cracking it and making your way off the ship is going to be super satisfying. So, yeah, I'm going to jump in did, and give it a go. Did and see you what play uh, Dreadhalls with this heart rate thing? So I played uh, Dreadhalls yeah, on it. a live stream, and I finished it on a live stream. Yeah. Dreadhalls isn't difficult to beat. Yeah. Uh, it depends on... It's procedural, right? So I think both of these games have a procedural element to it, where the level design, you don't know what you're going to get. You're not playing the, the same thing. The, the thing I would equate this closest to is probably The Persistence, which was oh, an yeah. excellent yes. PlayStation title. Yes. Still has, if you're like, if you're in a situation where you've got a friend yeah. or a single again, family this is, again, member one of those hidden and a things. couch, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the tablet support, <laughs> I've never seen, playing more than a thousand VR games, I've never seen better local, I want to terrorize my buddy. So take, <sighs> take, I expect you to die, take... Um, uh, what's the bomb game? The bomb defusal game, guys? Um, keep talking and nobody explodes. Keep yeah. talking and nobody explodes. Take those games and flip them on their head and make it that everybody with a tablet wants to both help you 
and hurt you in your experience of, of a really terrifying game. I love VR horror games, but the persistence is really nasty. That's available on PC. It's available on PSVR. The tablet integration is fantastic. The one thing that a lot of um, PC players will remark at if you play it, you have two fixed arms, mm. right, that are out there, and it's controller support. It doesn't have, it doesn't have uh, like, touch controls, motion control support at the moment. So those things do detract. But it is terrifying. It is to the point where I haven't beaten it because it is too scary. It's just a tough game. So Persistence, if you want to jump into a game that's available immediately, 25th of March, Cosmodred's coming out for okay. fans of Dreadhalls and other scary stuff. Nice. Nice one. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. So I, I with, like this, like, what, I'll take it like the original Windlands, when they changed it, became multiplayer. You had different yeah. things. It, it became less zen. It really changed the mood. So I hope the mood still stays firm and it doesn't go silly. That's my only concern with it is like if Sergio Hidalgo and, and the team behind this have gone a little bit and broken the candor in the original game, there's a risk there. But I have high hopes I, I, and really enjoyed the first one. And uh, it still lasts to this day. The, uh, the other thing I'm going to mention, this isn't a warning, uh, Beat Saber's got, they passed 4 million, million uh, purchases, which is a crazy number for a VR Amazing. game. Amazing. Uh, maybe doesn't surprise us now because we've had a couple, we're a couple years deep now in, in, in Beat Saber, but their fourth uh, original soundtrack has landed. Four songs with that for free, so you're not paying for this one. This isn't paid DLC. Uh, and you get new music from Jaroslavic Beck. Camellia, if, if really you hate yourself and uh, you, know, you want to beat yourself up, go play the Camellia track. Boom Kitty. And, um, yeah, um, and Waylon Rivas, who I do not know. I don't know who that is. That's a, that's a kind of a weird artist, that one. Uh, try him out. It, it's really hard rock mix um, for this with some electronica. Have you guys enjoyed this this week? I haven't tried it uh, yet. Yeah, I wanted to. I ran out of time before the podcast, so we'll report back maybe yeah. next week on how we felt. Uh, two other things I wanted to mention. So firstly, Half-Life Alex. There is now a uh, Half-Life Alex mod, uh, an ode to Bioshock fans mm. called Return to Rapture. And this is something that I think is worth taking a look yeah. at. Um, I know our very own Paradise DK has done this in, I think, eight to nine hours. So it's a fair amount of content for fans who are fans of the original. Yeah. You can pick this up on Steam Workshop. Uh, and I'm running the video for this, Return to Rapture. Um, and I suppose our, our, our own um, Bioshock expert, I would have to ask, you know, for something like this, I mean, are you the kind of Bioshock player who would only play the original? Or are you open to, you know, fan mods? Oh, like this I'm, I'm totally down. I'm totally down to get like a taste of what a actual Bioshock VR game would look like or play like. So this is great. Of course, it's a mix of Half-Life and Bioshock. So it's still going to play like Half-Life in many ways. Um, but the feeling, of course, with all those environments and all those things happening, because I've seen some gameplay already, you know, the sounds are in there, certain voiceovers. And so it does give you that vibe. And it definitely, if I would show it to the, the, the Bioshock fan base, people would love to uh, check this out. So I am, but I, I don't know if I can play it now, um, because the first time I saw this pop up, it was still very new. Um, and now this is like the second version. Now it's like a full campaign. This, this is only going to get better. So I'm kind of scared to play it now because it's going to get improved along the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's nice stuff. So if you want that, head over to Steam Workshop, yeah. search for Return to Rapture, and plug yourself back into Half-Life Alex. I really like the plane scene. I, I love that kind of stuff. I mean, having played the original 
uh, Bioshock. As you said, the atmosphere and the environment is what it's all about. Cool. Last thing I'll mention, uh, just because there's been so much landing, even since last week, there's more stuff landing on AppLab. So I'll recommend you go check out applab.games. That's a URL. You plug into your browser uh, on, on the Quest, for example, and you just go ahead and download from there. The only tricky bit that I would just uh, mention if you're new to this, so you go to the site, you get a bunch of thumbnails, you click on one, takes you to the Oculus kind of App Lab page, you'll click on it, and then it goes to your library, and you got to go back to your library, click the install button to finish the process off. Mm-hmm. But there is a, there's a cornucopia stuff out there. Definitely check it out. As I said earlier, Oceancraft is the one that I've been enjoying personally. Mm-hmm. I'll be um, riding in those seas definitely a little bit more this week and see if we can find some more gems for nice. you. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't so releases. bad. No, no uh, guilty yeah. pleasures. No uh, weird uh, shark. Uh, no, no, no towers of pizza this time. No towers but, of pizza. Um, yeah. you know, temple of pizza. Temple of pizza. It, oh, temple. I, yeah. yeah. Temple of Pizza. I still need to play that one. All right, back to you, Mike. That's us for releases this week. Nice. So apologies for those of us, those of you watching the uh, the the video because I think it's completely dead now. But if you're <laughs> see, listening to the audio I version, I see Sim looping the same thing. I see him doing the same thing now. I don't know why. You but... get you get the rest of the show, which other people didn't get. Yep. So that's what you get for being yep. an audio listener. So congrats <laughs> to you. So just a reminder, it's a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every every Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. And of course, you're probably listening to the audio version, which you already know is on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, thank you for listening if you've stuck it out this long and thank you for watching again if we've managed to re-upload this nonsense mess <laughs> to the YouTubes. Uh, we'll be get, we'll be back again, of course, next week on the show live and hopefully, uh, like I said earlier, we'll be talking about the Deca move again uh, as well. So yeah. thank you. Have a great week in VR and until then, take care of yourself and bye-bye for now. Yeah.